Hey everybody, welcome to the Empty Arena Podcast. We're on episode 26, starting uh, starting our second quarter of the year, uh, off to a good start. Uh, we have some good news to talk about today. Uh, we're going to recap Raw and SmackDown, uh, and the changes that happened during some of the matches this has been for been, Fastlane. It's been a crazy week. Yeah, big a week. crazy big two news. days. Very festive week. And as John mentioned, this is our, what, season two, episode Four season two eleven uh, some shit like that yeah S two season nine <coughs> some shit like that yeah but we'll, we'll go numerical Numer- numerically numerical so yeah last week was our twenty fifth episode I hope everyone enjoyed both of our uh, live streams from Staten Island and Brooklyn yeah from yeah. the Staten Island Mall and yeah from the simulcasted I almost stayed awake. <laughs> uh, and for, as far as I know, we did have some people uh, complain to us about their ticket prices and how they got nothing out of it. Um, mm-hmm. We will not be refunding you because you paid for that. And, uh, and Caroline made cookies. <laughs> Caroline made cookies. And Caroline made cookies. You don't get that money back. <laughs> um, speaking of news, uh, we will let you guys know about our own news for next week uh, by the end of the episode. Um, fun Ooh. stuff coming down the line. Very fun stuff coming down. Or coming up, coming down, coming up, coming up, coming down. But let's get right into it. So, uh, big news on Raw: the big dog returned, uh, and basically How said about that, yeah, that? And, and good for him. His cancer is in remission. Good for him. I'm happy. Yeah, very happy. And it happened sooner than than originally thought. They said that he was going to be out for approximately a year, and it was barely four months. Yep, and uh, it was. Um... It was something that I suppose turned out to be to a point where it wasn't as, I think, drastic as initially feared, which thankfully, mm. you know, when yes, when no, the, doc- the doctor is wrong, he's wrong the wrong way. And that's what you always want to see. And uh, um, Roman looked great. I mean, he looked, uh, you know, in good spirits. He seemed like, you know, he's at a point where, you know, of course, he's just got to, you know, get himself back into the swing. And, you know, he, next thing you know, he'll probably be back in the ring working matches. And yeah, what, I, mean, I mean, he did a he did do the spear and he pulled off a couple of Superman punches. He was actually in that uh, whole thing with Ambrose, but we'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah, I don't I don't see how anyone can boo him after, you know. I, I don't even see how he could be a bad guy like, or a heel. Yeah, I feel like it would That's never make any so sense. So brilliant, point. but it's so brilliant. I mean, I, I, I will never say that this whole thing was a work. I'm, I'm not going to say that because that's uh, – there are that, a lot of – That's insane. Um, yeah, that would not be a work. Yeah. Sadly, there are there, there are, are people, psychopaths yeah. out there, there that are, are saying that. There are people that believe so, and you see, it on, you see it online all the time on the dirt sheets. But wouldn't that be brilliant? I mean, I know well, it wasn't. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if brilliant it's is the right word for that. but so brilliant to get him over organically for something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Uh, I hope this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a joke. But when I like, yeah, there, Chris. <laughs> I I feel like he can never ever be a, a heel ever again. Or like I mean, he was never really heel in the first place, except when he first started out. But he's gonna consistently get cheers. There's yeah. no way, no way around it. He, he had a nice pop when he came out. Um, yes, no, he had an incredible. He had pop. a very nice pop, actually. Uh, you know, people were chanting him, chanting for him and everything, and uh, people say, welcome back. And So, Danny, what do you think about that? Well, you know what I think about Roman Reigns coming back? I think that it's great, number one, because it's nice to hear that he's coming back. And hopefully what they can do is they can use him in a nice, new, fresh way, and they don't force him down our throats anymore. Because I think that 
he can be used and he can be used very well. Very good point that Nick did not make before. Yep. No, it's it's uh, <laughs> that makes sense. It's like he's been away for a little while, you know, dealing with some stuff, but now he's back. We have a new challenger for the you know Universal Championship, so it's, Roman's going to be in a different role for the next few months. It'd be interesting what they do with him at uh, WrestleMania. Something tells me that he's going to be involved in some tag team yeah. match. I just, yeah. I feel like this whole thing with like Elias, Lashley, Baron, you know, Baron Corbin, and and uh, Baron Tim and Ambrose, and yeah, Ambrose and Baron DeKalb, oh, Strowman and McIntyre, Strowman. It's I feel like yeah, they're all going to be mixed together. They have say. to be all mixed together because there's like there's like no room for singles matches on the Mania card anymore. You need like eight man <laughs> title picture. Right, but even like the women's title is picture. There, is there be... room for singles with manager match? <laughs> there, there's room for uh, uh, Hell in a Cell with, with a haystack at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reference to the Hell in a Cell match where Rikishi fell into a, a haystack. I do not remember that. Oh, yeah. On a pickup truck. That yeah. was the big spot of uh, oh. Armageddon 2000, I believe it was. It yeah. happened, baby. Nick is a wrestling encyclopedia. Good to know. So, I uh, need a life. It's worth the watch <laughs> on the network, folks. So nine ninety nine with with Roman back and and you know we saw Seth come out you know after he uh, you know a- after he made the announcement and then we saw that and it was interesting that Dean didn't come out too yeah I, I was just about to say that I think the reason why he didn't come out is because I think there's still um, they're still in a position where they have to bring a resolve to the fact that Dean was the one that dropped Seth and dropped uh you know well dropped seth when he turned heel and you know walked out on 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 them so i think they have to i think bring closure to that first before i think they could come together maybe that's why it didn't come out i saw somewhere just a hint of kayfabe yeah (laughs) i i saw somewhere that you know i mean he wouldn't come out like he's technically still a heel but he's a face now or whatever i don't don't think they give a shit honestly i I don't think any of us could even (laughs) figure out what happened no I don't think he knows. I think we need to hire an actuary, and I don't even think an, I think an actuary <laughs> can figure it out. <laughs> but uh, but you know, the, the, it was nice to see Roman, Roman back, and um, you know, everyone seemed to ve- be very happy for him that he was doing well. Yeah, of course, man. You, got, know. you know, can, he, can he, I play devil's advocate for a hot second? Okay, Al Pacino. <laughs> I I didn't like the promo that he cut. I felt it was very over the top. Like he was looking. I, I, I thought he pops. made too many like baseball was, references. Yes, it was too like. <laughs> What's wrong, Chris? You don't like baseball references? <laughs> but, but, Not but, when Roman Reigns makes them. But but yeah. it, it seemed like every like every other line was a baseball reference. I see where you're going with that it too. It was a baseball was reference. It was yeah. it, it was him trying to inflect his voice to get the crowd to pop. I know why they the use teams. baseball references. It all makes sense now. The light bulb just went off in my head. Because WWE Network shares the same server with MLB Network, so I think they had to give him a little plug <laughs> by referencing baseball on their show. Speaking, there you go. Speaking of plugs, Joe Buck is not going to be on Raw anytime soon. Good. So you're going to say, Chris, I'm sorry. sorry. I'll boycott if he's on Raw. I'll be on SmackDown, which well, sucks. There was a little robot voice there for a second. <laughs> um, the, but did anybody else yeah. feel that? Well, in the promo, a little. I did. Yeah. yeah. There are no more surprises in WWE. Like, there's. I, I wish it was a surprise that he, you know, would come back. But I guess, you know, knowing that he is able to wrestle, 
you know, for Mania, they probably want to get him on the card somewhere. That, you know, right. Put him in the what poster. Do he, what do you think he's going to do? Well, would you guys have loved to have seen him? You know, imagine he hasn't come back yet. It's WrestleMania, and Seth and Lesnar are fighting, and like you know, let's say it's like the second to last match, and you have you know Lesnar just uh, Rollins just bringing it to Lesnar, and then Lesnar's like, you know what, I'm getting the hell out. Bye. Like I could take my title and go elsewhere. I don't need to be beat by you. And as he's leaving, Roman comes out and like spears the shit out of Lesnar and throws him <laughs> back into the ring. And then the next now nah, I would like to see. <sighs> I would like to see Seth win, and then Roman kick the shit out of Seth, and then they turn him heel. That's what I would like to see. Turn him heel, coming back from cancer. Absolutely, oh. it would be so unexpected. Andrew wants to talk yeah. about a real unexpected turn. That would be an unexpected turn. That's almost as good as when Hogan joined the NWO. That's true. You know, it's that that but Hogan have, didn't have cancer. That would have been the turn <laughs> of the century, honestly. Like if he came out and he century? was like, "You people booed me." <laughs> but uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if they would do such a thing. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. In two thousand, they 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 yeah. wanted him to be the face of the company for years. It just never worked out, and this is their way to. I mean, it's like they're taking advantage of circumstance. I don't want to say that, but it's just very good timing. <laughs> yeah, it's 2019. Right. I don't think they would... Uh, I don't think... If this was 20 years ago, I think we'd be having a different mm. uh, prediction about it. But um, Now, yeah. do we think The Shield is coming back together for Fastlane right before, you know, before... No. No, I think it's too soon. Before Ambrose leaves? No way. If he, if he does leave, who knows? I'm that's, starting that's to think. Yeah, I'm starting to think this whole thing with Ambrose might be uh might be work. Who knows? I, I don't think it's. I don't know. Well, the, the, he seems the too dirt comfortable. Sheets, the dirt sheets are saying that Roman may be a uh, a way to keep Ambrose here. He's going to be like the Ambrose whisperer <laughs> to try and get because he was at Roman was at some event and he was asked about you know what do you think about. Uh, Ambrose's contract negotiations or whatever, and he was like, "We're working on it. We're working on it." Hmm. Maybe he has significant pull. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he does, but I'm sure Ambrose feels a ton better. I doubt he Roman. has a pull like that. I don't know if he's the locker room general. Then he he may. You think he's the locker room general? Please. He's he's you no, know, it's it's true actually. I think Roman actually has a a, a big role in the ro- the locker room now. I, I actually read that somewhere. Um, he <laughs> he took over for the Undertaker. Get out. No, not for the Undertaker, but he's nah, he's like someone that like is someone. He, he's someone that keeps a lot of people in check. I'll give you an example. There was a story that Enzo Mori was acting a, a foul on a, on a bus ride what somewhere, and acting uh, a fool. Yeah, and Roman threw him off the bus. He was the one that said, get the hell off. And so, I mean, that's well, at, at the same time, <laughs> Undertaker and Big Show used to like deal with guys that like probably did coke or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that was probably. like legit. The good old days. Um, mm, that's funny. But yeah. All right. Um, so interesting. But speaking of Drew McIntyre and Dean Ambrose. Shane Dean Ambrose. See, see what I did there? It's like went to the Dean Ambrose uh so there was a no DQ match with uh with Dean and Drew, then Andrew, uh, and uh, 
I think Am- it was Ambrose that almost had a one. Ambrose well, Ambrose brought his belt out. Right. And it was funny. Corey Graves made a good comment to Renee. She was uh, he was like, yeah, he took a belt out. And he's like, yeah, Renee, don't you dress him in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> and yet he had another belt on underneath the belt that he took off. <laughs> it's, like, it's like some shit I would do. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, that, yeah, that was, I thought that was funny. He kind of looked like his old self. Yeah. He was wearing like you know jeans it's as if like it's it, he, he kind of looked like my like my dad painting a fence <laughs> like every, every, everyone's dad painting a fence is what Dean Ambrose wears Dean Ambrose wears to the ring. If you notice, when he came into the ring, it was his old theme song, right? Yeah, and then when he and left, then when it was he the was leaving. Yep. It was the siren one. Ugh, I hate that siren thing. Me too. It's like an air raid siren. So uh, can I you like make up your mind, better. WWE? Make up your mind. Stop your bullshit. That's the same uh, siren that you'll find in Midwood. Uh, <laughs> yes, on a Friday, uh, Fridays at uh, sundown. <laughs> Good to all our to all our Good Jewish shit. listeners, that is the uh, that is the siren that plays in Midwood. I swear to God, it's not a, not not joking. No, that is that's not a work, and it's uh, you know I wish you a good Shabbos. <laughs> that's funny. So. Okay. Uh... So speaking of Drew McIntyre, Ambrose, I, I, are we are we going to see like a Baron Corbin and his and his goons take on uh, Strowman and his crew? I, I think eventually at Mania. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it'll be at Either Mania or even Fastlane, probably too. Jeez, I'm telling you, it's not, that's, I, a, that's a pre that's a pre uh, a pre show match. Yeah, I mean, I I don't anticipate Fastlane being that great, to be honest. No. Why not? I've heard Fastlane had some of the great matches of the last twenty-five years. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Name one. <laughs> Bouts such as uh, AJ Styles taking on Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Who jobbed to Kurt Angle? I was actually looking up like past Fastlane uh, cards. Actually, some of them are like pretty stacked. There was like a. There was only like two of them. The fast lane hey, listen, only had like two, two all two, two of them. Two baby, that's it. That's like the sample like, size is way too that's small. That's like Andrew. Name the greatest WWE Capital Punishment match ever. <laughs> What's your favorite main event from Fatal Four Way of all time? Wait, there was only. One. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's going to be now part of the Big Five. Fast lane is going to become part of the Big Five. Yeah, because it's it's that yeah, okay. stupid in between time between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania where we basically take everything that happened at the Royal Rumble and we render it pointless. This is what... (laughs) But, yeah. It is what it is. Oh, guys, sorry. Mark my words, in 23 years, they're going to be getting ready for Fastlane 25. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, looking back... uh, Fastlane XXV. (laughs) There was uh, Shinsuke (laughs) defeating Rusev. Uh, in a singles match that lasted 14 minutes and 50 seconds, so that was a showstopper. Wow. Anyway, and now, and now they're tag team partners. <laughs> now they're Joe Baring out to uh, everybody That's on right. NXT. Um, well, speaking of crazy uh, occurrences, Becky Lynch was arrested. Did you guys yeah. hear about this? She yeah. was arrested for interfering in in Ronda Ronda's match on Monday Night Raw. Very similar to See, I liked that Stone Cold. I liked. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I liked that. You know, it was. It was uh, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of getting tired. Me too. I'm getting, I'm getting tired, tired of, of this entire shtick. 
They should keep yeah, her off camera Becky? for a little while. Yeah. yeah, keep her off TV for two weeks. It's it's getting to be the same thing, and they're trying. I hear you. I I could understand that. Like, they're doing the same. Like, look at Stone Cold. Look Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Everyone. Stone Cold. Looks. It's Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold. Like, I I, I I do like the whole Becky Lynch thing that's going on. I gotta admit that, but um, I do agree with you guys on. That's getting a little a little much. You could tell they're really trying to push it and compare it in every way they possibly could to like a Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. thing. And it it that aspect of it, I feel like it you know, they should let it be its own thing. I think they should just script it in a way that I think just you know, would work better. And they could do it. There's ways you could figure it out. I think Yeah, because go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Chris. Oh, how nice. That's right. You go. No, 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 no. No, you I insist. No, no, no. Well, that up. No, I, I think that they're going to always be comparing it to the Stone Cold era. It's not, like you said, Nick, it's not going to be its own thing. It's not going to be remembered for something that was organically that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they should let it be, not let it be a surprise. Let it be a surprise at WrestleMania. Why do you need to build up to it? Let it be a surprise at WrestleMania. So you think? Yeah. So do you think Becky Lynch is going to come out? Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say. So do you think at WrestleMania Becky Lynch is going to come out of the on a four by four, drive around the ring on a cam- uh, camouflage? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a four by four and go around the ring and <laughs> get natty light and uh, flip off the crowd. <laughs> she's gonna come out with a Guinness truck. She's got a, oh, a Guinness yeah. truck. No, nah, that would be awesome. Like, that that would be pretty like funny. Actually, <laughs> she's got a. Oh, no, like she's got. She's got to steal a Zamboni yeah. too. Yeah, I like what Chris said. And to that point, uh, they, they they do things do become so goddamn stale because they oversaturated. Like if Becky was off for two or three weeks. And then every three weeks, like you said, she comes out and she does an Austin-esque thing. It doesn't have to be Austin. You know, it could be her own thing. It would be great. You know, she stalks Ronda Rousey in the in the parking lot, beat, breaks her car, beats up her boyfriend or husband or whatever. It'd be perfect. Yeah. That's what they should do. They should have, like, the women beating up the, the husbands and what? stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I know. telling you, it's great. I, I, I was talking to uh, one of one of my good friends, a fan of the podcast. His name is Matt. He uh, brought up a very Hi, good Matt. point. He brought up a very good point. He was actually he donated this uh, beautiful rock uh, water bottle to the to the <laughs> set. He brought up a really good point. He said, "What if instead of having all of this like spread out throughout the entire show, like what if at Ric Flair's birthday you had Charlotte Flair there celebrating her dad's birthday, and you know." Uh, Be- uh, Rhonda comes out of the crowd. They go. They go at it. They beat each other up. And then, meanwhile, you have like the Batista thing going on. So you have like Triple H running back. You have Rhonda coming in. There'd be like just like a whole like disaster area. Like that would have been, a, I think, a better end to Rock. It would have been like yeah, all these storylines. I, I, I thought I thought the whole Batista converging. thing was a little weird. Like oh it was God. cool seeing Batista. Like, Unexpected. I, yeah. Yeah. Like the three of us, me, Andrew, and Nick, were watching it. And all of a sudden, I go, I bet you Batista's there. And Andrew goes, Yeah, yeah. I think I think I heard that too. Literally two and a half seconds later, Batista runs out. It's like, oh shit, Batista! Oh my god, it's great! Wow, who knows? He came back. Oh my god, what's gonna happen? And all he did was drag Flair out of the dressing room, and then he looked at the camera, ripped off his sunglasses, and he goes, he, he says something to the effect of like, like uh, "Do I have your attention? Yeah, now? now do I have your attention, Hunter? 
and he's like <laughs> spitting at the camera and he's like he looked constipated a little bit when breathing he did that. very heavily yeah it was a little weird like that that whole aspect of that was weird but I, I think they could have gone could have done a little bit differently with that I thought it was a good surprise yeah it was, I thought it was a good yeah. surprise it was I I, I well, thought it was cool to see him for sure I, I love yeah I, I loved like seeing him again because I don't know like, even when he was wrestling like he when he comes back he like is programmed to put people over so like I mean yeah. I know he won the Royal Rumble to you know that was the last Rumble that uh, CM Punk was featured in um, I don't know who that guy is but uh, yeah when he was the guy who got beat up on yeah. USC yeah. yeah when he was you know when he was doing that like. He like put over Daniel Bryan like crazy, so I I yeah. think when he you know he's coming in now he's probably just going to be there to put over Triple H at WrestleMania. Triple H. Triple H. Now my my other question was, um, we know the three of them are in the mix or something. Where was Orton? He's on SmackDown, so I guess he's kind of kept probably away from not going to. Yeah, I, I from what I understand, I think it's going to be Styles and Orton. Uh, at WrestleMania, I heard that somewhere. I feel like that's the only so are they not are they are, are they not acknowledging be... that the four of them were part of Evolution? Because I feel like that well, would I feel, I feel like at least Orton would have been out in the ring celebrating you know the man's seventieth birthday, not Becky Lynch. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point too. You know, I mean, they had Sting, which was really good to see Sting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but he didn't get involved in anything. It, they, there was a uh, video of the post credits, uh, or uh, once Raw went off the air. Samuel Jackson had, came out and was like, "He was like, Batista, I'm gonna, did, I'm gonna bring you into the to the motherfucking uh, Avengers Initiative." Jinder Mahal came out <laughs> with the two Stooges and uh, Mo and Larry. What's his face? Mo and Larry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kurt Angle put him through. Well. Shawn Michaels super kicked both the Singh brothers, and then um, uh, Kurt Angle did the Olympic slam through the table with the cake, and then he smashed the cake on him. But there was no Scorpion death drop. There was no. He didn't even get involved. Oh, was, <laughs> that's cool to see uh, Shawn Michaels out there because you you know when they had the uh, I don't know Chris did you you, you watch Raw I assume they had um, Kurt Angle Sting Triple H Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and I think they brought out like a homeless man. Uh, like with a some type of make make a wish initiative. Uh, he was like in a, in a, in a he had a, he did a really good impression of Shawn Michaels though. He yeah, was no, a heartbreak kid. No, he he, he looked, looked like fantastic. Yeah, he he looked like he looked like, like a homeless he he looked like if a homeless man went through like one of those uh like miracle things where like somebody gave him a haircut and a free house and said that's a miracle a, thing. Yeah, I don't know, know what's called. Someone gave him a haircut. <laughs> It's called uh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition. It's a miracle. <laughs> I'm Ty Pennington. Move that I, bus. I think Sean looks just fine, and he can still get the leg up over his head. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, man. One more match, Chris. One more match. Oh, I kill. One more match. Maybe a mania. <laughs> you, 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 may, you may see his retirement match, his actual mm. retirement match. Oh, who is he going to face? I don't know. Ginger Mayhall. The, the, Grim, Re- the Grim Reaper. I don't know. Uh, just, just to go back to... Uh, the, oh. Just want to jump back. When you said Sting, if you guys noticed, he said hello to everyone on that stage when he came out, except for Seth Rollins. 
Mm. We noticed that. Yeah. Yep. I, I, you think and Andrew pointed that. I think there was a lot of animosity there. I don't know. A little bit? I, I think it was a lot of animosity. Why? I don't know. Because I mean, well, Seth, Seth Rollins fucked up his neck. Fucked up Singh's neck. Yeah, it was from the, Mania, really? from, Mania, from uh, what was that? Thir- WrestleMania 32? Uh, it was it the was, buckle bomb. I it was like it was an extreme rules. It was extreme rules. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought I it was mania. Oh was yes, a, it was extreme rules. Yeah, a buckle bomb. Spot. Or it might have been Night of Champions. One of those uh, intermediate. I think you're right. Sick. Nick. I think it might have been Night of Champions, but yeah, it was a buckle bomb spot, and Sting messed up his neck, and they had to end the match really quick, and then after that, Sting was done. But I remember, you know, he. Yeah. I, I was reading that, you know. Seth was, you know, in in the parking lot, you know, when they were taking Sting to the hospital, and he was like apologizing profusely, like he felt so terrible. But Sting said, you know, not to worry about it or whatever. And Sting, I don't think is uh, a kind of guy that would hold grudges. He's 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 a class act, and he um, who it's knows? It's not his fault anyway. They they fucking wrestle, you know. It, it happens. It, it, it happens. It's happen. I mean, um, yeah. Unless yeah, let's Sting, talk. That was interesting. <laughs> it was cool to see everybody. On Unless stage, Sting said hello to Seth Rollins like ten minutes earlier behind, you know, backstage. Perhaps. Yeah. Seth, maybe we're gonna, we're gonna get the, we're gonna get the dirt or sheets maybe talking. Maybe he's gonna wrestle again. <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe. Did he say hello behind the scenes? Maybe. Did he not say hello at all? That, <laughs> that's on. Uh, that's on Talking Empty Arena podcast. According to uh, Dave yeah, Meltzer. That According to Dave Meltzer, Sting walked up to Seth Rollins to say hello, but then he didn't because uh, plans changed. Yeah, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> yeah, plans changed last minute. They were rewriting the script during Raw. <laughs> um, Love that guy. But speaking of the ladies, uh, the women of the show. We were, uh, we were talking about women. R- Rhonda, I don't know. <laughs> going back, I meant. Uh, Rhonda vacated or appeared to have vacated the women's title yeah but did she though <laughs> i i don't know it, it, it's so weird because rumor is is that after mania her contract's up but i i think they i, I don't, I don't think it's the contract I no i think she i think she might be taking a, a leave of absence but i think her contract is multi-year so really yeah she is it yeah she has she had intentions of doing this for a, a, a not a substantial amount of time but you know for several years at least i think she um, wanted to take time off after Mania anyway, but um, so is it? You know, is this to make it? Is it an easier booking decision to make it like oh a triple threat for the vacated women's title? So you're not really letting Ronda won't lose in the situation. She's yeah, decided much. I'm giving up this title, so she's never gonna get the t- you know. So she can never say that she was like truly truly beat. And I I have a feeling that it's going to be you know Becky and Charlotte. You know, maybe Charlotte will eat the pin because she's been playing up the heel character for the yeah, last few weeks. She's the only logical choice. Could it be interesting? Could it be that she is going to be challenging for the SmackDown Women's Champion? Who, Charlotte? Well, yeah. You Ronda, mean, mean Ronda going over to Ronda over to SmackDown? SmackDown? I think it's going to be Lacey Evans. Why do I think of Cinemax when I hear that name, Lacey Evans? <laughs> I, it sounds like a Cinemax. <laughs> just add a K between. Just add a K between the. Add a K between the C and the I. Oh no. Oh, I believe that was you, my friend. <laughs> so friends are four. And, and I was thirteen-year-old uh, Andrew was like, "This exists." <laughs> oh, what is musty cops? Oh, <laughs> My favorite movies are The Dark Knight, Goodfellas, Heat, Busty Cops, uh, Scarface. 
spider babe. You know, oh, uh, this, this ain't Ghostbusters. <laughs> This is this is horrifying. Um, so WrestleMania so, XXX. So, so anyway, wrestling. Yeah. This ain't WrestleMania. WrestleMania. XXX. Uh, yes. So XXX State on, of the Union. On the on the uh, terrible movie. On the women's on the uh, SmackDown side. All right. So I I think it's safe to assume that we're ending WrestleMania with a triple threat match between Charlotte. Ronda and Becky. That's really the only way. And the the women's title is not being defended at Fastlane. The women, you know, the women's title outside of the SmackDown women's title. Right. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that Carmella? Carmella's getting the nod at Fastlane. I think it's Mandy. No, Mandy Rose. Oh, Mandy, man. Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Andrew's, oh, Andrew's eyes just lit up. Yeah. This. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this might be the greatest pay per view we'll ever see. Mm. Mandy Fastlane. is definitely not ready for Oscar. Oh, she's not ready for. Are you ready for Asuka? She's not ready no, for. No, Asuka's. She ain't but, ready for you, Andrew. But Mandy Rose <laughs> beat Asuka already. She beat Asuka. I I feel, I feel so bad for Asuka. She How? Is, she is. How did she beat Asuka? I didn't see it. Uh that was last week. So last. She played week. possum and got a roll up pin on. Yeah, she did like. Was the... it like che- was it like cheating? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah she, like, like, she like did like a small package oh. thing, but. Still, that. Okay, gotcha. There's only so many women that went over on Asuka, and it's like Manny Rose did that on the SmackDown. Like, you know, SmackDown, we barely remember. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Speaking of women, uh, I just want to point out one other thing on Raw. Uh, During a moment of bliss, uh, she was interviewing uh, Finn Balor. Leo Rush comes out, and basically, he put himself in a title match. That was. I thought that was. Bobby, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Twenty-six episodes. So strong, wow! Get out of my head, you bastard. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Well, actually, that, that that's a good something good to talk about. Like, you know, with uh, with so Finn Balor now has the IC Championship. He actually had a pretty good match with Leo Rush. Yeah, it's like a legitimate. I, very, it was a legitimate I was very surprised. Legitimate. Yeah, match. Leo Leo Rush is good. Actually, I was surprised. He's he's talented. Very uh, athletic and very acrobatic. He, he's very, very, yeah. he's very talented for a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> I know he's, he's a good kid. Good kid. He's yeah. gonna go far in this world. <laughs> he's going far. Um, <laughs> moment of bliss. That was a like things got heated yeah, between that, that, him. It was got a little awkward. Yeah, I thought that was a little awkward. Yeah, like out of nowhere. So if you're gonna take off that belt, I can see those abs. <laughs> This what? Perfect, perfect what are you talking about? <laughs> You'll show me if you show me yours. I'll show you mine. And I was never so upset to hear Leo Rush's theme music. Corey Corey Graves was having a, a conniption <laughs> at that point. <laughs> um, but I, I thought that was a, a nice little nice yeah, little point. It, it gave it gave Leo some depth to his character. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it, he his acting was a little off. I thought. You think? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But he was like. You know, I, I don't want to put myself in this match, I guess. And then he walked away, and he walked down the ramp with, like, a frown. And he kept turning back, like, like shaking his head, like, Play oh, my man, music. Play my music. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it was a little yeah, weird. Yeah, he's like, at least play my music. At least play my music. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the music guy has all the authority to take it from Leo Rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to play music <laughs> turned out to be a pretty good match. I, yeah. I like I like the icy belt on Finn. I think it makes I think it's Sense. a perfect makes fit. Sense. Yeah. yeah, 
it makes sense. Yeah. It's good. It's it's good. He needs something. It's his only other championship outside yeah. of the Universal Championship that he held for like 20 minutes. And we, you know, heard for quite a while going into this year that the company had plans to um, put him in a more prominent role. So this really is the only thing I could see as being uh, something that suits that, that goal, which is to make him the IC mm-hmm. champion. You know, so what else are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So and, uh, the other backstage demo was pretty good with the heavy machinery. That was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was funny. It showed up backing shops. <laughs> That's that, actually that hysterical. He does yeah. speak. Yeah. He does speak. Yeah. He does. He does speak. He says words. Right. <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. Bowling ball. But um, uh, anything else we got to report Not on? Really. I guess, like, you know, I guess we're going to see Batista and Triple H at Mania. That yeah. seems pretty pretty obvious yep yeah um so at least yeah. we have another but, match but, 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 but i guess we're not going to see kofi at media Ooh, and that moves us over to yeah. smackdown you like that segue smackdown eh? <laughs> so, um, poor kofi yeah poor poor kofi kofi kingston has been replaced by covenants he is going to be uh fighting daniel bryan at Fastlane for the wwe championship yeah I don't understand at all. There is absolutely no momentum whatsoever. Nothing. But see, that's exactly together what, match. That's that's it, guys. That's it. That's what they want you to think. Because <laughs> Kofi had no Kofi had that spot, and then McMahon came out and said, "Kofi, you're a great competitor, but someone else deserves it more than you." And Kevin Owens came out. In the interest of fairness. <laughs> And uh, we have to give the fans the highest level of competition and the biggest box office that we can. See, now, this is something that I'm a little confused about because I did not personally watch uh, that segment. But from what it looks like, KO comes out. He's named as the replacement. And KO and Kofi are teaming up later in the night. So, Yeah, so I, I watched it this morning yeah. um, before I went to work. And... Basically, he just, Vince, you know, Vince announced him, and KO made a, a beeline for the contract signing table, and that was it. Cause this all uh, happened at the contract signing at the beginning of the show, right. which makes more sense to have the contract signing at the beginning of the show. You knew something was up, but it's yeah, right. I mean, I think we all could agree that this is really just a way for Kofi's momentum to carry through to Mania instead of using it up at a throwaway pay-per-view right right and i'm wondering if i'm wondering if this whole debacle of kofi getting taken out of the match is going to lead up to mania where he interferes in the match well no i think that maybe i think maybe what they'll do is ko and kofi will fight for a while and then like they're gonna do something where uh you know like oh if i win then it'll be a triple threat or something like that I hope it's not a triple threat. I feel like it's just a better story. I, I don't want yeah. it to be either. Yeah. But I think that, like, they're going to be feuding for a while, and then Brian's going to, you know, like, fight both of them or screw with both of them, and then all all three of them are going to do a triple threat at Mania. Yeah, I, I feel like what would have made way more sense was to have KO come back to Raw and feud with Lashley. That's what I thought, too. And have something between, like, Finn, mm-hmm. KO, and Lashley, you know. Well, I think they're also waiting yeah. for Sami Zayn to come back, too. 
Because mm-hmm. supposedly he's supposed to be coming back in the next month or so. Yeah. So I, I, I'm wondering if they're waiting for that for him to come back and them two to do a tag team again. Maybe. I I feel like that even would have been a good choice too, like to have like Sammy and KO go back, maybe go to SmackDown and feud with like whoever the champions are. Right. So that, that could even yeah. be like the returning heart. I, I think that match could be pretty cool, like KO and Sammy against Hardy Boys, or yeah, right. you know, against the Usos, or like you know. You also have the uh, post WrestleMania annual uh, draft shakeup, whatever they call it now. Uh, so at that point, oh, we, we could do a, we could do a whole podcast on that. Could see you know things yeah. coming mm-hmm. out of that. Speaking of shakeups, uh, do you guys hear about the, the, the NXT uh, shakeups? Oh yeah, let's let's talk about more of those NXT guys coming up to the main roster, taking our jobs. Oh well, not not <laughs> not necessarily coming up to the main roster. How about yeah. those? Uh, not even NXT, but the two hundred five live guys. Get rid of uh, yeah, TJ TJ Perkins asked for his release. Ty Dillinger. TJ Perkins Dillinger. did not get released by request. They released him uh, on their own, uh, but had. Hideo Itami, I know, requested his release. Um, that all happened within like, the last episode of the podcast, too. Yeah, Hideo yeah. Tommy and yeah. like, TJ Perkins. T- TJ oh, I didn't was know TJ, TJ was just fired. Wow. Yeah, 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 you gotta let go. Yeah. I mean, he was a fixture on 205 Live. He was, he was, the on, first, he was in every week. He won, he won the Cruiserweight Classic, and he was the first Cruiserweight champion. And uh, so How the mighty yeah. have fallen. Yeah, and he was good. You know, he was he was he was a really good wrestler, and uh, it's a shame, but you know they got to make way for uh, you know the new blood. Speaking of new what blood, I, I hope of, he catches on. Yeah, in the uh, in the Indies, he'll be fine. Or AEW, AEW, yeah. <laughs> the greatest wrestling the that game. we haven't seen yet. <laughs> AEW, it's in the game. I heard that, Chris. AEW, it's in the game. Challenge everything. Uh, <laughs> nine eight nine studios <laughs> defunct. Uh, Siphon filter. Well, Nick, speaking of speaking, all right. Uh, speaking of you know call ups and you know new newbies and not newbies necessarily, but what do you guys think of the NXT uh, crew coming up and going over everyone on the main roster? Yeah, it's. Um, I gotta admit. It's cool seeing the NXT guys, but I'm getting a little concerned now because if this is going to become a regularly occurring thing, um, you got to wonder how these main roster guys are feeling knowing that week after week they're going to have to put over these NXT guys who aren't a full-time part of the show. Um, Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's if they wanted to trade wins and you know go back and forth i mean maybe a different story but they've been jobbing well, clean to these nxt guys for two weeks in a row now yeah yeah the only one that i see as that has lost is ec3 ec3 lost one match to dean ambrose yeah but here's the thing like they the way they did it was they they had this batch of call-ups that they prominently spoke about for like three weeks in a row with these vignettes it was him nikki cross lacey evans heavy machinery and shana baszler and I don't right. know if it was Shana Baszler, but there was a sixth one that I, I can't oh, even think uh, of right now. There was um, oh, Lars. Lars Sullivan. Yeah, that's, Lars Ulrich. That's yeah. a whole uh, Lars Ulrich, yeah. <laughs> but there was a separate uh, – that was a separate thing, I guess. You know, So they're doing their own thing with that. But it's these four. These four. It's Ricochet, Alistair Black, Gargano, and Champa that they're, they've isolated those four in a way in which they are touting them as the elite of 
NXT. And you could argue that, you know, outside of maybe Velveteen Dream, you know, that's that's pretty valid. I mean, you, you can't bring all of them up, but it's just now it's like I said, I feel like it's it's a little weird now that it's two weeks in a row and they've steamrolled all their opponents. And it's one thing for, you know, them to go over guys like No Way Jose, but they're going right. over the tag team champions on both shows. Right. On both shows. Mm. Stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Marie, stop going over on everyone's shows. <laughs> stop. This is, the everybody loves, this is the Everybody Loves Raymond uh, segment of the podcast. <laughs> uh, everybody loves Raymond. I just don't get it. Like, you're, you're, like, if I was the Revival, I would be pissed. If I was the Usos, I'd be pissed. But I, I wouldn't be pissed because the Revival, nobody really likes them, I feel like. But they were given the tag titles to stay on the tag champs. Yeah, I mean, they, they were given the titles to stay like... on to stay with WWE. So yeah. I, I, I mean, I, nobody likes them, but like they could be, you know, they don't give a shit because they're tag champs. Yeah, I mean, it's them. It's Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah. It's Nakamura and, and and Rusev. I mean, all to varying lengths. Uh, you're talking about guys that have held championship gold, and um, you know they're you know having the task of putting these NXT guys over. I mean, as an NXT fan, I mean, as someone, I mean, I haven't followed it as religiously in recent time, but I do keep tabs on it and I do watch the takeover pay-per-view events and I'm comfortably familiar with it and I like it, you know, it's cool. But NXT really, I think it is still its own thing and uh, to commingle it with the main roster happenings, it, kind of comes off in a weird way i don't know yeah. i can't put my finger on it i have eyes you know I can't quite figure it out. you know my my thing my thing too is that they're like i feel like there's too many people on the roster now yeah there are too many you know there's there's too many people like there wasn't as many people so back when we were watching that's why they had to make more of a story I exactly. feel like now there's so many there's so many people they have no time to make any stories because they're they're just focusing on getting all of these people a little camera time or a little a little you know match here and there and I mean don't get me wrong I I like those guys I like Ricochet I think is a is a great 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 um, you know yeah. Velveteen Dream what you said even though he's not not up yet but like EC3 even he's pretty good so yeah. like I like incorporating these guys into the main roster but maybe they need to take a step back maybe they need to you know eliminate some people from every single week <clears throat> coming out i don't you want to murder people literally it's like it's like a tv show Shut up. right like you, you have these episodes where you introduce these new characters but you get a pop on that one episode but then you have like there's no connection between that character and the audience, so I'm not going right. to consistently watch. I'm, I'm I'll check it out and say, oh cool, Ricochet's on. Oh, let me check this guy out. But outside of that, I I don't know who this character is. I don't know what he means. I don't know what he stands for. So I'm not connected emotionally. So I just don't care. I can't wait for Velveteen Dream. Yeah, that kid's the real deal. He's only 23, yeah, and he'll 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 stick around for a while. Yeah, he's only 23. Yep, he's like one of those wow. like rare like super young athletes that 
he will, you know, in 10 years, he'll, he'll only be 33. He'll, he'll be main eventing <laughs> for the next like 10 years. How's, how does that make you guys feel? Old. <laughs> what do we do with our lives? <laughs> Real <laughs> shit. Old as shit. This morning I picked up a sock and threw out my, uh, threw out my back. So I feel great. <laughs> I did that I several say, months I ago. You just left the sock. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the sock. Take your, save your back. <laughs> so, um, so other than that, right? I feel like there's really not much else on SmackDown that happened besides Flair. Yeah, I mean, we, we Flair and Rousey. We had I Flair mean, it's and... the whole Kofi Kingston losing yeah. his uh, his chance. Uh, but I think we covered that. He's going to have his WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Do you, Do you think he interferes in that match? Mm, that I lane? hope that they put him. I think he deserves. Oh, fast lane. Yeah. I think he gets involved yeah. because he seemed like he seemed to take that news rather well. Something has to happen. Some, something has to happen at that match. I, I think I think he will interfere because yeah, if you have I a if you have a straight up match between Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan with absolutely no story, what is the benefit mm-hmm. to anybody? Yeah, and what's the point of going to WrestleMania then? Like, I guess I guess Kofi's a pushover. I guess you don't need to hear from him for another 11 years i think only if the fans really demand it well that's why i think he's gonna i think that's why he might interfere in the match i think new day i think them yeah they will interfere altogether absolutely something or distract somebody some some stunt yeah like xavier woods is gonna stick his trombone up uh kevin one's ass or something i don't know (laughs) hopefully one can only hope (laughs) (laughs) one can only hope yeah, I just, uh, I, I guess we'll see. Now, I wonder if, like, you know, all, all, all of these, I think, like, AEW is still a, a hot topic. It's still it's still coming down the line. But, um, you know, you think all of this, you know, bringing these guys to the main roster, is that all just a reaction to AEW? Right. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's way that, too early to tell. Yeah, well, I was gonna say going back a couple episodes when uh, when Nick was saying that apparently during uh, what was that um, during the Rumble they were pulling people into the offices, offering extensions to the contract. Yeah, apparently contracts. the dirt sheets were reporting that people were getting pulled into the office and they wanted to you know throw money at them to you know lock them into extensions or whatever it is. Mm. So yeah, so so going back to that, I think. I think WWE is a little scared of AEW. I, I, I'm sure it's just like when TNA came up. They definitely have their eyes and ears on it. There's yeah. no question. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. doubt. And I'm sure it's just exactly like when TNA came up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure WWE was doing the same thing back then. What's different now, I think, what makes what makes this AEW situation... They have money behind them. Different. They, they have a yeah. lot of money behind them. But I really, truly feel that the difference now is that People that are involved with AEW have the benefit of being able to learn from the past mistakes, not just of TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it, but also of WCW. WCW. Because yep. look who they have as their marquee, right? As their marquee name, Chris Jericho. You're talking about a guy, Cody, yeah. Cody Rhodes, who went through the muck of WCW, saw everything with his own eyes and ears, and mm-hmm. knew. He knows, I think, probably better than anybody how to run a locker room, how to organize management, how to not make the mistakes that WCW made. So, you know, combine the capital with the know-how, 
in this case, they could potentially um, stick around for a while. Even if they don't compete by the mm. numbers, they definitely could mm. get noticed. And if they get a TV deal, big stuff for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're looking at, I think it was uh, TBS or TNT as uh, potential suitors. Well, that's better than Pop or uh, uh, or WGN yeah, I mean, or to, one of those. TNT, 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 TNT would be very ironic, yeah. as you said, yeah. because, yeah, it was where Nitro used to be. Monday Night Nitro. <laughs> I think they should get it on BCAT. <laughs> For those of you who are listening outside of Brooklyn, that is the Brooklyn Community Access Television, run by Brooklyn College. Not a shameless plug; it's just there on Cablevision. Basically, it'll, it'll, it'll and be, I think I think Stan Allen has her own version of that too, right? It'll be muffled announcements like, "This this is a wrestler." <laughs> Welcome to AEW. But uh, okay, and that's going to lead us right into our segment, our very popular segment, three minute. Booking. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh God. yeah. All right. Can't wait. All right. So this week, Andrew is going to be doing the three-minute booking. I'm excited. Uh, who, who do we say is going to be doing the uh, wrestlers? I believe me. Chris. Yeah, Chris and Daniel will be doing the wrestlers. And, and me. And I'm picking the pay-per-view. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. And, and Nick <laughs> is taking a week off because, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he's a popular one that does the three-minute booking. Nick, Nick will be the... Uh, He's, like the, he's the current champ for the three-minute booking. I got to say, I thought, right. I thought the Bray Wyatt was for pretty sure. good. <laughs> so That's right, and JYD. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so who would you guys choose? All right, Chris, who are you doing? Dean oh, actually, Ambrose. Actually, before you continue, um, this stipulation for this three-minute booking, uh, in honor of Ric Flair's 70th birthday, we're going to do a, uh, a current wrestler versus a legend superstar wrestler. Oh, WWE universe runner person. I couldn't use so many in that. So, so many adjectives in that. So, Danny, who was your legend? <laughs> so, Chris said Dean Ambrose, and my legend is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh, this is going to be that's good. Gonna be that's going to be really good because he's still alive. And that's perfect. <laughs> my pay per view, it's going to be the Royal Rumble. So, for those of you who are just tuning in and uh, haven't heard of our three minute booking segment, this is how it goes. Uh, two of us choose uh, a wrestler each. Uh, one of us chooses the big four pay-per-view. And Andrew, who is the booker, has to fantasy book those two wrestlers leading up to that big four pay-per-view. So now we're going to give Andrew approximately a minute, minute and a half to think about it. And while we're doing that, here is our big news. Next week, we're going to have our very own first guest star on the podcast. From the world of unpredictable wrestling... Uh, we're going to have the current New York State champion, King John Broadway. Uh, he King is John Broadway. King John Broadway. All and right. He, and we're going to have a couple questions for him and uh, see what his predictions are for WrestleMania. Yeah. And maybe and he'll folks, even do it. A... Feel free to send in some fan questions, too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, he, nice. uh, and he actually may actually do his own three-minute booking. Oh. Yeah. So that, are, we, that should... are we in... We're going to put him on the spot, Are we in negotiations, John? Uh, Yes, we are. Uh, We're going to send out a Legends contract to him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we thank him for his time. Yes, And uh, we're looking forward to having him on the show. And And he's going to be live in the uh, studio with us. Maybe picking his brain. Uh, maybe he can give us some of his uh, favorite memories of being a uh, being a wrestler and some of his most memorable matches. Maybe the most m- memorable fan interactions. We'll have some fun next week. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
Cool thing, uh, the world of unpredictable wrestling, for those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's an independent wrestling company based in Brooklyn, New York, uh, down in Gleason's Gym on Water Street. Um, and oh. it's actually founded by uh, WWE Hall of Famer Johnny Rods. So he actually, oh, hey. so he actually works with him. Cool. Yeah. So, so uh, going back off of that, hopefully, uh, hopefully we could uh, have a good uh, episode next week with him. And Andrew, are you ready for your three-minute booking? I see a giant smile on your face, and he thinks he has a good one. I think I am. I think I'm, I think I'm <laughs> good for it. So, Nikki boy, you want to set up the uh, the timer? All right, the timer will be set up right about now. And okay, go. All right, so I have Dean Ambrose and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat fighting uh, for uh, uh, Royal Rumble, fighting at Royal Rumble. Okay, so this is going to start. We have January, December, uh, you know, it's not going to go too far back. Uh, we're going to start it around October. So October, what's the pay-per-view around October? Um, Hell in a Cell. Dean Ambrose just lost a massive match against uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Uh, and it was this massive triple threat match. So Ambrose comes out um, the next night on Raw, starts talking about his, you know, his his loss, and he's like, I can't do this anymore. I I will, you know, get my spot back at the Royal Rumble. And then Ricky the Dragon Steamboat comes out as a legend, and he says, you you know, you uh, Dean, you need to you know take a step back and you know stop being such a lunatic. You're you're too crazy. You know, do what I did. You know, I like I was one of the greatest wrestlers of my time. You have to learn more skill. Um, you know, I, I can I can take you under my wing. So Ambrose is like, all right, cool, no, no problem. So cut away to a dojo next next week on Raw. <laughs> there is a back, backstage segment at a dojo, very similar to like the uh, Matrix style. You know, Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne. So he's teaching him the ropes. He's teaching him all these different skills, like a very Mr. Miyagi, uh, Daniel Sun situation. He's teaching him all these different techniques and moves. And uh, the next week, <laughs> Steamboat and uh, Ambrose announced that they are going to be pursuing a, a tag team career um, <laughs> called the, the Lunatic Dragons. Ooh. That is their that is their that is their name. One minute so, left. Okay, so they wrestle for the tag titles. Uh, they become best friends, but then right before it at, at TLC pay per view, they lose their titles. And Dean Ambrose flips out on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, says, "You brought me down. I you know I need to go back to my you know crazy ways." And then they have a a, a big blowout match next night on Raw. And. Ambrose says you're you're an old piece of shit, and I'm gonna you know prove it to you at you know at the Royal Rumble, um, and and Steamboat says you know what I know you have your you had your spot for a while, but I'm gonna take your spot. I'm gonna wrestle you for your spot at the Rumble. So <laughs> Ambrose and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat fight at the it's the opening match of the Royal Rumble. Whoever wins gets the number thirty spot. Ambrose wins, and then he uh, wins the Rumble later in the evening. There you go. Ding. You have another 15 seconds if you want to keep adding. Uh, and they all lived happily ever after. Yes. Yeah. The, the next night uh, at, the, at, at WrestleMania, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is in his corner, and he says, Kid, I've always loved you. Uh, we're going to win, win this belt together. <laughs> we're going to get engaged, <laughs> going, on, going on honeymoon in Laos. <laughs> I, I, I actually thought that was pretty good. That was actually I liked well it. Thought out. That was pretty good. So that was our two-minute and 50-second booking. <laughs> I 
Thanks. Yeah. So uh, for those of you uh, who are just tuning in, <laughs> now, uh, again, I think that's going to end up the show. Yeah, it's, it was a good show. It was a good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty good. Good, good. good vibe. Yeah, good very vibe. good. good went very good vibe. Went very fast. Again, for those of you who are, uh, you know, who are just listening to this, uh, we have a uh, good guest uh, on next week, and hopefully you'll be listening to that. Uh, please reach out to us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, email us mtreadingpodcast at gmail Any questions, comments, or concerns? Um, mm. I keep saying recipes. I don't really want recipes anymore now. Because you guys can send anything to us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I want recipes. Any questions you have for uh, King uh, King Broadway? Send them send them uh, our way. And we will Work tell for them. us. And, and we'll they'll be the they'll be presented to them on air. So all right. Yeah, good night, everyone. Later. Peace out, everybody. Later. Later. Deuces.